0: The What I Watch Tonight Show Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the world Welcome to the What I Watch Tonight Show My name is Matt Hudson and I am the man behind the site whatiwatchtonight.co.uk In these episodes I chat to a guest that specialises in movie reviewing or critiquing putting some of our questions to them and talk of some movies, because movies are the reason why I am rambling away now. Uh, I'm happy to report, though, that today's guest is Taryn Ryan. Taryn, how are you doing?
1: I'm good, thanks. How are you?
0: Very well, thank you. Uh, whereabouts in the world are you calling from?
1: Uh, I'm in Cologne, in Germany.
0: I, I detect a hint of an accent that isn't fully German.
1: Yeah, it's not. I'm from New Zealand.
0: Nice. What, what, what brought you over to uh, Germany?
1: Uh, my boyfriend is German.
0: Nice. So you moved. So you moved from uh, New Zealand to Germany. Yeah, that's awesome. Aside from movies, what else does a day in your life look like?
1: Uh, I am an English teacher, and I also give uh, city tours uh, around Cologne. And I uh, hope one day to be a, a history lecturer. Well, wow. so history is my passion. Yeah, other than movies,
0: of course. <laughs> Giving tours must be quite fun, though.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is, it's good. Uh, you meet lots of different people from around the world, and, yeah, it's a lot of fun.
0: So if I ever come to Cologne, I've just got to send you a message, and we're going to get a tour around the city.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Awesome.
0: Obviously, I'll... Pack... That
1: goes for anybody listening as well, actually.
0: All tours, contact Taryn. Contact details yeah. at the end of the show. Um, yeah. Just a quick one. What in the name of Colin Creevey's camera happens on a Harry Potter Skype call?
1: Oh, <laughs> so... um. Me and uh, one of my best friends, Mika, uh, we, uh, when we were living together back in New Zealand, we uh, when they released the uh, illustrated versions of Harry Potter, yeah. we decided to read them together. So we got the first one and then I moved to Germany. So we decided that while I was here, we would read uh, the second one via Skype. So uh, we catch up whenever we both have a chance, which is kind of hard with time zones and everything, and uh, we read it together. That's a
0: cool idea. I haven't heard of that before. Is it just the two of you?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's just the two of us doing it, and we just uh, read it and look at the pictures. Both of us have have read all the books before, and we're both massive fans of the movies and the whole universe. So really, we just do it for, just for fun and for, to see the illustrations that have come out with the new books. Yeah.
0: No, that's cool. Did you uh, catch the latest um, release from J.K. Rowling and set in the Universal?
1: No, I haven't yet. That's The, uh, the Press of Child, yeah? That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't read it because uh, it's not really set out in novel form. It's more uh, like a,
0: uh, it's a... Screenplay.
1: Yeah, like a screenplay yeah. for the, the theatre show. So I'm hoping to... Uh, get over to London in the next couple of months and see it. So um, I might do that before I read it.
0: Awesome. Well, I mean, you're very active on Letterboxd, um, and I do enjoy reading your reviews. But what gave you the ideas or the inspirations to basically just go ahead and start talking about and reviewing movies?
1: Um, I guess I've always like uh, liked movies since I was small. It was always a really cool escape for me. And then I uh, started university really late in life and while I was at uni, um, I saw a news piece on TV one night that was talking about this new website that had been started in New Zealand where it was like a social network and people talked about movies and because so many of my friends weren't as into movies as I was. (laughs) I guess I was kind of looking for an outlet where I could, A, practice writing for like uni purposes as well, mm-hmm. but B, talk about uh, movies with other people who were also as passionate about movies as I was. So that's how I came to be on Letterboxd, and that was about four years ago now, I think. So yeah, it's been a lot of fun, and I've learned a lot and met lots of cool people, so yeah, that's been a
0: cool experience so far. It seems to be quite a common trend um, for most people I talk to that the the main reason I actually got into into writing reviews is to actually branch out and be part of a wider community that actually can interact with them more. Because I'm pretty similar, and in terms of people around me, I ramble on about movies and people tolerate it. And yeah. <laughs> I usually go online to ramble even more. But yeah. I've only been on I've only been on Letterboxd for I don't know maybe a year now. Um, but what's it been like you know since the start to now has it changed at all or is it
1: yeah it's changed a lot i think we were talking about that a little bit the other day on uh, on our movie talk forum because from when i first started the community was still quite small because little was only um, quite new i guess so the i guess the bigger the community's got the more it's changed which mm. is Kind of good and kind of bad in some ways because there were a lot of people uh, that used to be on Letterbox that were uh, very engaged with um, with all of the other members and I, I found a lot of us were really became really good friends but the more and more it kind of blew up uh, you know trolls started coming into it and mm-hmm. there was, uh, there was a lot of negativity that kind of came around maybe early 2016 and people just started dropping off the website and now a lot of the original people that I used to have really uh, good discussions with are not really active on Letterboxd at all, which is sad. And yeah, it's a real shame. So I hope we can kind of find some good middle ground where it's still popular and we can accept new members into the community without it becoming IMDB.
0: Yeah, oh blow me. Otherwise we'll just have to start our own website and give it another funky name. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'll leave that to you though. Um <laughs> you've made a pledge on there to watch more world cinema. How's how's that coming along?
1: Yeah, it's going really good. Um it helps because my my partner, he doesn't really like Hollywood films. <laughs> uh so and he's he's uh He's massively into Asian cinema so uh, I think already this year I've watched the same amount of Asian films as I have Hollywood films which is oh. pretty good. so yeah it, it's, it's easy it's more um, it, it, they're more accessible I guess with him there <laughs> so because if I want something he will um, try and find it for me. Uh, and it's been really good as well with my uh, giving my city tours. When I meet people from uh, obscure countries, I ask them to recommend me a movie. So, um, yeah, yeah, and it's it's been really cool. I've got a big uh, list of guest recommendations uh, so far. So uh, that I'm working my way through. I've got a whole bunch of challenges going that uh, try and help me get towards that goal. So,
0: yeah. Have you have you made that as a list on Letterboxd your guest recommendations?
1: Yeah, it's called recommendations from around the world.
0: It's such an awesome list as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I once it, it got to around 130 recommendations, I stopped asking my guests because <laughs> uh, I was oh, there's too many now. So yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> in, terms, in terms of just a quick one, in terms of Asian cinema, um, I'm not as well versed as some. So are there any particular directors, or what would what are the kind of films you'd give a novice or a beginner into the genre? What would you tell them to go and watch, or directors to look out for?
1: Hmm. Park Chan-wook from South Korea is probably the number one director that I would say to look out for. Okay. But uh, he can be a little bit um, what's the right way to say it? Shocking for some people <laughs> because a lot of his films they they're not easy watches. So I would say, yeah, brace yourself if you're going to go with films from him. I would also say Jackie Chan is probably another one that is people don't really think of because yeah. obviously a lot of people know him from movies that he made in Hollywood, uh, but they don't really know his work, his directorial work and his earlier work. So there's a lot of really cool... Um, cool stuff that you can watch from him as well uh naomi kawase is a really cool director from japan and she makes a lot of really cool, uh, sort of quiet japanese dramas which are really really nice as well and a couple more from south korea because i i think south korean cinema is my my thing at the moment it's what i'm always watching uh, I would say uh, uh, Bong Joon-ho is another really good
0: one. And uh, Kim Ji-won as well. Did you, um, speaking of South Korean cinema, um, because it's kind of a blend of, it was on Netflix, the Netflix and South Korean influences, Okja, did you see that at all? Oh, Okja? Yes.
1: Yeah, Okja, yeah. uh, So Okja is uh, by uh, uh, Bong Joon-ho. Bong Bong Joon-ho, yeah. He's the same director from uh, Snowpiercer, so... Yeah, it it was a lot of fun and had a lot of heart, and yeah, I really enjoyed it and thought it was one of the best films that came out last year, so.
0: Oh, you agree with that. Was that representative of South Korean cinema, or was that more sort of the Western influence? Uh,
1: I think it was representative of Bong Joon-ho. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, it was very much his film. uh, And I think he's one of the Asian directors that is uh, doing a really good job at holding on to his own uh, kind of style while also mixing in Hollywood and kind of Western style as well because there's a lot of other Asian directors who have tried to break into the Hollywood market and they either completely lose themselves and end up making complete turds of movies or, (laughs) or, um, (laughs) or they just... They lose themselves, but the, and the movie they make isn't. It's just really, really Hollywood and nothing a reflection like. Reflection
0: of what they can do.
1: Yeah, yeah, not representative of what they, they they're able to do. So, I, I think yeah, Hong Jun Ho is he's doing a really good job of uh, blending those two, two cinematic worlds. So.
0: Well, hopefully he can have some more success, and if it is via Netflix, more power to him. So we'll look out for. For him, just quickly. You also say that you found love on Letterbox, which, let's face it, isn't bad for a movie review website.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Nick, my boyfriend, him and I met probably in the first two months that I was in uh, that, that I was on Letterbox. Nice. We started talking about movies, and I think about eighteen months after we started talking, we decided that we liked each other, and then yeah, the rest is history. Now I live here, so.
0: So you started on a three star rating and very gradually moved up to the four star and now five star. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Oh that's really nice to hear. Oh well, hopefully it all carries on well in the future. Thank you. <laughs> um so, in terms of your reviews or in, just reviews in general, what do you look for in a review? You know, what what makes yours particularly readable? You know, what do you bring to yours?
1: Um I don't I I wouldn't say that I'm like a classic reviewer. I'm more just a bit of a rambler. <laughs> when I'm writing about uh, films, I uh, most reviews I write are just some random thoughts that I've had while I've been watching it, and I'll usually say if I liked it or if I didn't like it, and that's about it, um, unless I had really strong feelings about the film, whether it be negative or positive. So if I really didn't like something then I can go on for eight or ten paragraphs. And exact, exactly the same for, if I really love something, then I'll go on and on about it for however long. Um, but I think in general, my uh, I wouldn't say, people, you have to read my reviews, uh, because I really just write them for, kind of for my own, like, so I know what I thought of the film later, so I can look back on it, but just uh, in hopes that someone might want to have a conversation about it, so that's kind of the main reason why I'm on Letterboxd, so that's if someone reads it and they think, oh yeah, I agree with you, or I don't agree with you, and then starts a conversation with me, uh, because yeah, I just like to talk about
0: films, so. That's a good enough, us, more than a good enough reason in anything, yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, what what movie has made the biggest impression on you for any reason whatsoever?
1: Uh, th- this was a hard one. I, I I thought about it and there's been a, a whole bunch of movies that have made big impressions on me, but I think one film I wanted to talk about was Once for Warriors. Have you seen it? Uh,
0: I haven't, so um, I'm hoping you can film me in more.
1: Yeah, so it's a New Zealand film. It came out over 20 years ago now so I think it was 1994 that it came out and it's based on a a book and it's about a family in Auckland in one of the poorer parts of the city and it deals with domestic violence uh, and alcoholism and lots of kind of really tough issues and teen suicide also Uh, and I remember when it came out I was only I was only small I was only about eight so I was I wasn't allowed to watch it, obviously, because it's pretty terrible stuff. And then uh, I decided one day when I was about 14 to finally watch it, and I, I can, can quite easily say that it's the best movie that ever come out of New Zealand, and that's that's a big thing because I'm, I'm not to toot our horn, or my own horn or anything, but New Zealand, for a small country, it makes some pretty awesome movies. Um, yeah.
0: One of the best. Yeah. I mentioned for one of the best films I saw last year was the new uh, *Pork Pie*. Um, I really enjoyed that.
1: I still haven't seen it actually.
0: Check it out. I really enjoyed it, so hopefully you will too.
1: Yeah, uh, I hope it's better than the original because I'm not a fan of the original. <laughs>
0: uh, just so just to, just to digress slightly from your point, I think from what I've heard after watching it and doing my review, I've read that it's you know as good as some. The I think I think the older critics don't think it is quite as good as. And people like me think it is better because it's just a sleeker, shinier. I just think it's a more, more PC version.
1: Yeah, so the, the original one is problematic because... Well, it's problematic for an audience today because there's a lot of... Um, I don't know, how can I say it without
0: being offensive? Misogynism?
1: Yeah, it's very misogynistic. And the, there's just a lot of things that wouldn't go over with an audience today just because people uh, are a lot more, uh, I don't know if PC is the word, word, but people aren't as tolerant as...
0: Yeah, exactly, yeah. Back then it was a di- different ideas and opinions and uh, values, maybe.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and it's definitely a product of its time. Uh, so for audiences today, it's just, yeah. And I, w- I only watched it for the first time last year, and I know like it was this New Zealand classic film, but... For me, I was just like, yeah, nah.
0: <laughs> I think you'll enjoy. The, I think you'll enjoy the new one more. And Ashley Cummins, I really like her as an up and coming actress. And Dino Gorman's great in it, so I think you'll much prefer this new version. Yeah, yeah. But um, sorry, once once we're warriors, carry on.
1: Yeah. So, uh, once we're warriors, I think uh, it's one of those films uh, because it deals with such uh, tough topics in such a brutal way. It's just it doesn't matter how many times I watch it, it always has the exact same, like, overwhelming impact on me because it's just mm-hmm. such a horrible story, which is kind of a weird thing to say, but it's so well-acted. Um, the cast, all of the cast are absolutely amazing in it. And, uh, yeah, the director was Lee Tamahori. Yeah, it, it, it's just a film that, when people ask me for a New Zealand film recommendation, uh I usually always give them Once for Warriors, unless they don't want to watch a drama, and then it's Hunt for the Wilder People. Uh, That's
0: a great film that was.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, watch Once the Warriors, and uh, you'll know what I mean.
0: Is it a, is it a, one of the sort of those deep dramas which is actually, which is quite tough to watch and get through, or is it just such a powerful message and you know well acted that you just end up getting sucked in for the ride? Uh,
1: I think it's the former.
0: So brace yourselves, guys.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah, it, it's not. It doesn't deal with nice topics, and there's some pretty um, brutal and heartbreaking scenes that uh, it doesn't matter how many. Uh, and I think I've I've probably seen it 15 or 20 times, and they never get any easier to watch. So, uh, but it's just one of those movies that yeah, I just I it's so well done that it doesn't matter how hard it is to watch. I'll always go back to it.
0: No, it's very. There are times as well. Sometimes, certainly myself, I feel like sitting down and just watching one of those kind of films where you can just sort of get so gripped by what's going on, even if it is dealing with tough topics or things that you may necessarily not want to be watching. But um, yeah. I'll definitely check that one out. Once we're once we're warriors, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's another film from Down Under which was fairly tough recently. It was Hounds of Love, which also has Ashley Cummings in. I don't know if you saw that.
1: No, I haven't. Is it from Australia?
0: Yes, it is, and that's just uh, another brutal film in the in a similar uh, vein.
1: Okay, I'll write it down, Hounds of Love.
0: That's my recommendation. <laughs> Thank but, you. Um, on that note, what are some of your favourite uh, flicks in general?
1: Um, so one that I uh, always get crap for <laughs> is my number one favourite film was Forrest Gump.
0: I like Forrest Gump. Yeah,
1: um, I... Last weekend it was my birthday, and I decided because it was my birthday. Happy birthday! Thank you. Um, that I wanted to watch Forrest Gump, because like you know, on my birthday I'll try and find a movie that I really love to to watch. So I wanted to rewatch Forrest Gump, and I, it's one of those movies that it doesn't matter how many times I watch it, it never fails to just like make me feel so happy. <laughs> and I was talking about it with some friends afterwards, and. For me, like, there's a lot of people that, especially now it's become very popular for people not to like Forrest Gump. For me I think it's the perfect kind of love story for American pop culture and you know, with the soundtrack and all of the um, different kind of historical events that it deals with, all the time periods that it goes through, it's an homage almost to America and because you see it through the eyes of someone who is so childlike, it doesn't kind of... uh, A lot of people say that it's manipulative, but for me, I just think because Forrest is telling the story, he just tells it in the most simple way possible, and it just makes it so fun, and yeah, I love
0: it. Yeah, I've never seen it as manipulative. I think a lot of the heat it gets is because it had the had the nerve to win Best Picture over Shawshank Redemption, which I think a lot of people still haven't actually forgiven the Academy for.
1: Yeah, you know what though, Uh, Like Shawshank Redemption is my next favourite film after Forrest Gump. I absolutely love Shawshank Redemption, but because of the type of uh, competition that the Oscars is, and -hmm. the types of films they choose, it makes perfect sense that they would choose something that is almost this love story. Of America,
0: yeah.
1: over Shawshank Redemption, which, like I said, is one of my favorite films, also. But I don't know the underlying kind of stories for each film.
0: It, it seemed obvious which would be the choice that they would. Forrest Gump itself is let's not let's not make any bones; it's a brilliant film. Yeah, and Tom Hanks is superb in the lead role as Forrest Gump. Yeah, I'm, like like yourself, I think Shawshank Redemption is a marvelous movie. So yep. naturally, in terms of trying to tip the balance, <clears throat> it's tough enough. So maybe your definition of how the academy voted may have swung it, because for me they're almost on a par, basically.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like uh, they're both five star films. They're both excellen- uh, excellently excellently acted. So you know, if you're looking at two films like that and you've got to choose which one, then it, for me it seems obvious that they would be like, well, wow, this one goes the extra mile by doing this. So.
0: Yeah, plus it's got um, America's uh, most favourite dude, Tom Hanks, in it as well. Yeah, exactly. Compared to Tim Robbins, who's a fantastic actor in The Shawshank as well. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to argue with Forrest Gump or The Shawshank Redemption because they're two <laughs> utter classic films. So, yeah. Um, what was the last What was the last film we watched? By the way.
1: Uh, the last film we watched last night was a film called Midnight Ballad for Ghost Theater. <laughs>
0: I'm not going to say I've seen that one either.
1: Well, uh, one of the, uh, our, our friends from Twitter, from Letterboxd, Steve, uh, he uh, has just started a thread where uh, he tweets films that are kind of lessen on uh, and that he's enjoyed. And he tweeted one a couple of days ago uh, that was a South Korean horror slash comedy slash musical. and uh, it's a very
0: strange hybrid.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, so Nick suggested to me last night that we watch it, and I said, yeah, fine, because I love musicals. Uh, so I was like, yeah, I'm happy to watch it. And it was a lot of fun. It was very
0: bizarre, so <laughs> very bizarre. It sounds like, just from the title and the mashup of genres.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the premise is that a young kind of teenage girl, uh, her grandmother goes missing, And the last thing her grandmother says to her was that she was going to uh, see a a movie at this old cinema. And so the young girl goes to the cinema to try and find her uh, and ends up getting a job in the box office So uh, in hopes that her grandmother might show up. And one night she's there late and these people show up, which she realizes uh, quite quickly are ghosts and they yeah they all start singing Uh, yeah (laughs) Yeah. it was it's the song some of the songs were like really great and i can see myself um listening to them uh, which is a good sign for a musical i think and there were a lot of laughs and there were a lot of bits that were like what is going on right
0: now so yeah it was yeah it was good fun it sounds like the most madcap film i've heard of this week yeah yeah so again is that another thumbs up people go and watch
1: yeah, I, I would say so, but I mean, if you don't like musicals, don't watch it, because there is a lot of singing.
0: I was not a fan of musicals, but I mean, in terms of some of the recent outbreak of musicals, that have, the bigger musicals like La La Land that have come out, kind of slowly started to turn my head, so maybe jumping into something a bit more abstract might help even further.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I love musicals, so uh, and I love horror, so uh, this for me was like... I was like, I'm probably going to like this. So
0: you finally but... found your dream movie. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> so just to quickly, I was just thinking about um, the uh, Asian horror movies. I mean, back in the early 2000s, we had Ring and The Grudge and that. Do yep. you, what did you think of though the I guess the American remakes of those uh, J horror and Asian horror classics?
1: It's funny that you should ask that because we were just talking about it a couple of days ago. Um, I personally prefer. The American Ring. I mean, I saw it first, but I prefer the Amer- uh, the Japanese grudge, So, and I saw the American version of that first too. So uh, I don't know. I, I feel like, I don't know, maybe the cast of uh, The American Ring, there was something about it and the whole airiness of the film that carried better. I'm not sure what it was, but I find that more enjoyable, especially because I just rewatched it a few months back I guess and it's still a really good like holds up as a really good movie and I find the Japanese uh, ring to be a little bit boring Okay. Um, but personally I'm not a huge fan of America make, remaking uh, Asian films uh, because I don't think they get it right nine times out of ten
0: If you've ever seen their remake of the film Pulse you'll understand why
1: Ah, oh, I haven't. You know, uh, I just re- I just watched Pulse for the first time in October, and it was really good. Uh, so I hope I don't ever have to see the American version
0: of it. Well, if, if you're ever in a if you're ever in a mood to have a really crap night and you feel like really bringing yourself down, <laughs> put on the American version of Pulse, and it will just suck every element of joy out of you.
1: Okay, then. Good to know. It's
0: really bad, and it's making me tear up thinking about how bad it is.
1: Yeah, I I feel like. Uh, I've yet to watch it, and my boyfriend keeps telling me not to, uh, but the remake of Old Boy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Everyone's said, like, it's horrible, and Old Boy is one of my favourite Asian films. It's one of my favourite films that's, you know, it's easily moving its way up as being one of my favourite films of all time, and... I really want to see how bad the American version is, but at the same time, I'm like, do I do it to myself? So,
0: yeah. Add it to your list of depressing rainy night films. <laughs> yeah,
1: thing. yeah. I usually watch those films when I'm hungover. The films that I really <laughs> care
0: about so. take away the pain of being hungover. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the original old boy is fantastic, so you may be disappointed.
1: Yeah, and I'm, you know, I'm going to go in with really low expectations, so <laughs>
0: <I do> still <laughs> yeah. be disappointed. Um, so. T- talking about bad movies, what's the worst movie you've you've actually reviewed?
1: Um, So, it's a Mexican film called We Are the Flesh. Yeah, I know. Have you seen it? I have, yes. I hated it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Go on, why? Go into your deep dive.
1: So, when I reviewed it, I only gave it half a star out <laughs> of five.
0: Which is the lowest rate you can give a film, by the way.
1: Which is the lowest rating you yes. can give a one letter box? Yeah. And I, my review's not very long, so I'm just going to quickly read it to you. Please do. <laughs> so I start off by saying, no, 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 no. And then uh, it goes, started off slow, but with potential. And then came incest, soft porn, blowjobs, more incest, creepy old guy jerking off over incest, necrophilia, more incest. Full screen, zoomed-in vaginas, girl-on-girl girl sexual assault, incest, three ways with 69s, penetration, orgy plus cannibalism.
0: What a hoot. Uh,
1: so, and I say some nice visuals, sound editing was pretty great, the rest of it was so effed up, uh, it just wasn't very good, nor was it for me. Uh, half a star for nice lighting and sound, zero star <laughs> yeah. for everything else.
0: <laughs> It wasn't a very subtle film or intelligent
1: movie. uh, No, it wasn't. And I guess when we watched it, um, because, uh, you know, I like horror and I was looking for more, you know, I'm always looking for international cinema. Uh, And this one was kind of like popular in festivals. So we were thinking, oh, yeah, this should be good. And then I thought, what festivals was this popular
0: at? It also makes you wonder what was the point of the film. Yeah
1: I, like, pers- yeah, I don't understand what the point of the film was at all. Uh, it just felt, for me, it just felt like it was just trying to be edgy. Uh, and yeah. if a film is doing that, then, yeah, I, they're not for me. Like, number one thing for me is it has to be entertaining in some sort of way. And I don't mean entertaining like, yeah, this is fun. I just mean entertaining as in... Engaging. Yeah, it has to engage me and there has to be something that I
0: get out of it like otherwise what's the point i mean some people might say it's some sort of artistic statement against you know whatever injustice is going on here but it's just a one of the worst films you could possibly want to watch yeah so you didn't like it either uh no for that reason it's kind of a case of firstly what you you, you watch and you think what the hell if i just watched yeah. Then it's why have I just watched it, and then what is the point? Because I didn't yeah. get anything from it apart from pretty much what your review said. And I thought, well, there's not one point where you kind of think, actually, this is this is going to get interesting.
1: Yeah, exactly. And the, the the sad thing about it was that it started off, although it was kind of bizarre, it started off really kind of. I was like, ooh, what is going on here? And then it just got super weird, super fast, and I was like, I did not like what I'm watching. <laughs>
0: Isn't saying much about that. So there nice. you go, guys. If I've plenty of films to watch and one to apps If again, if you really want to massacre yourself, watch. Watch. We are the flesh. But Taryn says don't.
1: Don't watch it. Yeah.
0: There we go. <laughs> um. If you could save one movie out of the entire history of films, if every if every movie in the world's been deleted, uh, and you're only given the choice of having one, what film are you going to pick and why? I think you
1: already know what my answer is going to be.
0: <laughs> go on.
1: It has to be Forrest Gump. Yes. Yeah. For me, uh, I mean, the soundtrack alone would be something you'd want to keep it for because there's there's so many good songs in it that you know you could get hours of entertainment just by listening to the soundtrack. <laughs> but I mean, Tom. It has to be Tom Hanks is my favorite actor. He's so good, and that's easily has the best role he's ever played. And there's so many fantastic side characters that he meets along the way, and. Yeah, there's
0: really cool stories of friendship, and it would be Forrest Gump. And it's got a a great, I didn't touch on it, but it has actually got a very good sort of leading cast. Obviously, Tom Hanks, who generally not do anything wrong, hugely. Robin Wright, Gary Sinise, Sally Field, I mean, they're all in it. And they're certainly at the time, you know, top grade actors and still are now. Absolutely. So Forrest Gump, that's not one I, I haven't seen Forrest Gump in a few years. Um, so I've been catching up more on you know what's coming out at the minute, but it's yeah. when I do look back, um, I will try to check out Forrest Gump because, like you say, it's one of those films that you can go back to and it's just as good as the second, fifth, tenth, fiftieth time you watch it.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> and life is like a box of chocolates; you
1: never know what you're gonna
0: use <laughs> Yes. Um, so, for people, or even on letterboxd, or however, in any, or Twitter, or any medium. Would you have any kind of words of encouragement or advice for anyone looking to, you know, get into spilling their opinions about movies?
1: Yeah, I think I would just say, um, just kind of, I don't know, it sounds a bit corny, but be true to yourself kind of thing. Um, Just do do what you want to do and don't let people get you down, because I know there are a lot of people on the internet these days that just make it their life's mission to... Make other people feel miserable and yeah. Surely not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I, I would just say just kind of do your best to ignore those people and just keep doing what you're doing.
0: Awesome. Uh, second that. Um, off the off just off the off the track there. Whereabouts in New Zealand are you from?
1: Um, kind of all over. I was born in the deep south, but I grew up in Christchurch.
0: Okay, nice. Because I've always wanted to go. I go to New Zealand. Um. Uh, and i've always been looking for tips on where to go because i've I've seen obviously all the every film i see based in new zealand these stunning vistas and landscapes every time i see one it makes me want to go there yeah
1: yeah Uh, it is a really beautiful country i i recommend going to the south Islands. not that i'm biased or anything but um the south Islands is really beautiful there's sort there's a lot of nature down there and a lot of cool things that you can do i mean if you go there in the winter you can ski if you go there in the summer there's beaches lakes rivers national parks yeah there's lots of different things you can do in the south island and then there's a couple of uh large towns and uh, a city uh, down there as well so you can get the best of both worlds
0: so well you can tell which one of us is the city guide
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: it's certainly not me all right thank you for that well um that's that for this episode of the what Did i watch tonight show thank you so much for coming on today taryn uh, where can the world find you on the interweb
1: Uh, So I'm on uh, letterbox.com forward slash Taz. Or you can find me uh, on Twitter, I guess. Tarantino is my handle. Or if you come to uh, Cologne, you can see me at uh, Free Walk Cologne, which is where I uh, give tours. So yeah, that's that's the places to find me.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Well, everyone go to Cologne now? Go book a flight and go and get your city tour and go and meet Taryn. And in the meantime, if you can't get on an airplane, go check out the work she does on Letterboxd because it's uh it can be fun, it can be insightful, or it can just be it can just be very funny. Um, <laughs> so go check that out. So once again, thanks so much for coming on Taryn. No worries. No worries, and thank you all for listening and until next time, see ya. <laughs> 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 <laughs>